Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. A very pleasant afternoon or evening, whichever happens to be applicable for where you're coming from. My name is Leister. I'm your host here. Thank you for joining once again or for the first time if you're new to the show. CryptoTalkRadio.net continues doing what we're doing and adapting to what's in front of us. Today's episode is going to take a bit of a different turn. I'm not going to focus heavily on news items. I'm not going to focus on so-called underdog tokens. Instead, I'm actually going to cover a couple of things that I've talked about before and revisit them. First, let's talk some numbers because it's relevant. I'm using Coindesk.com if you want to follow along. Coindesk.com, I zoom out to the month chart and using Bitcoin first because it's, I'd say, 50% of my target today. Bitcoin is in a middling state. It's not going up. It's not going down. But there's more red than green, which usually, not always, usually means downward direction. Might not go downward, but usually means downward direction. Started at 29,000, almost breached down to 28.9, but it held the line and then went as high as 29.5, which that's a middling state. It's not going to impress anybody. When I looked at Ethereum, I zoomed out to its month chart because Ethereum seems to be wanting to diverge and take a different path from Bitcoin. Ethereum had a low of 1855 and a high of 1885, so it's even more of a middling state. Nowhere near as aggressive on the moves. Now, a couple of things happened. First, United States government doing what the United States government likes to do all the time. They came out and they announced changes to the rates. The changes to the rates triggered a bearish, generally bearish sentiment. However, it did not crap everything. What it instead did is kill the momentum across the board. Even XRP lost the vast majority of its momentum. Binance, BNB gained a little bit, but not significant like expected. And Doge pretty much took a little bit of a dump. Nothing that's not going to recover from. It'll recover. People will buy back in. It believes in it. But if I look at something like Maker for MakerDAO, it lost a lot of the significant gain that it had, yet, that it had obtained 
with this most recent run-up. And then the total market cap in cryptocurrency still in the $1.19 range, which means it's lower than what it was. It's not as low as it used to be, as in, you know, yesterday or even Tuesday, but it's lower than where we expect it to be, which is 1.2 or greater. That's where all the money went. It literally left cryptocurrency. Whether it leaves permanently or temporarily is yet to be seen. We're coming up now in the third quarter of 2023 en route to the fourth quarter of 2023, and hopefully we expect that 2024 is going to have a strong run. I ran some numbers just at a high level because I wanted to get a sense how bad is it right now. Using Bitcoin as an example, there was a time roughly about the beginning of the year and late last year when Bitcoin was poised to go as high as six figures for the first time. We're not seeing that anymore. In fact, we're not seeing that we're going to regain what we lost from the past runs that we had in 2020 and 2021. Those runs, it looks like we're not going to see those again. And you're wondering, well, wait a minute. That's contradictory to what I've been told. And I understand and I agree with you. I'm saying that according to the charts, the level of raw volatility, so we're talking the desire to buy and sell movement, money movement, it's, I don't want to say stagnated, but it's nowhere near strong bullish or strong bearish like it was. As a result, Bitcoin, again, as an example, isn't looking like it's moving as quickly as we expect it should. Doesn't mean it won't change. It's possible that in the fourth quarter, we start seeing more momentum because as early as the first quarter, we expected that Bitcoin was going to hit a strong run in 2024. I think a couple of things played into this. Of course, the, the rate change played a little part. I think Mitch McConnell literally freezing mid-sentence on, on live TV and people speculate what might have medically happened to him. I think that might have put a little bit of a snitch in it. Poof hair, Sam Bankman freed. He's back in the news. Apparently, two charges got dropped on him. Dropped as in he's not going to be charged on him. That caused a little bit of an issue. Also, some stories came out that said Poof hair was he had bought in on this world coin crap and was one of the whales. That caused a little bit of down. Binance fighting CFTC, that caused a little bit. So there's all these different things that I think people are just a little bit nervous. It's not any one particular situation causing bearish sentiment. To be fair, I think that it's not even really a bearish model now. If I look at something like Doge, right? Doge has Elon. Anytime he says anything, Doge goes on a run. It can't even count on that, but it didn't dump. When he went with X, it didn't dump. When he, he still hasn't delivered the Doge's tips, it didn't dump. So despite the fact that Elon's not actively talking about it or looking at it, it's not dumping. So that means that it still has the strength of those that hold the line, that hold the, the floor, as it said. Bitcoin seems to be in the same situation in the sense that it's holding the floor. The people that are in it believe in it. It just simply is that there's not a lot of people that are stacking bags for it. Well, if we don't get, let's take Bitcoin, I'll just pick on it for now. If we don't get Bitcoin to, I'd say, roughly 35 grand-ish, I don't think it's going to breach 40 before the end of the year. This is my prediction. And I don't make those very often, you know. But in this case, I think it's important. I think it's important that we look at how much confidence is there right now. And we also have to look at 
is it even that we're not getting robbing Peter to pay Paul? Like we're not even seeing money shift from project to project. Rather that we're seeing money leave cryptocurrency, whether it comes back or not, it's a different thing. Because sometimes rich people are smart enough to just wait on dips, wait till the bottom's out, and then stack bags back in if they think it's going to be something. So it's possible. I don't see that. I mean, Bitcoin could literally go down, you know, into the 20s. And I don't want to freak you out. I'm saying it's possible based on the fact that it's holding middle and we have to see what happens and direction. But it's possible to go in the 20s. And if it breaches a bottom resistance, then we could go as low as like 26, 25. I don't think we're going to hit the 10s, but certainly the 20s is possible. I'm not guaranteeing anything I can't, but I think it's possible. That's, that's a buy zone for a lot of people. People that think that it's going to go somewhere, do, 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 do. that's a buy opportunity. Separately then with Bitcoin, people noticed that some of the difficulty for mining had decreased, which was unusual because before the difficulty was increasing. Like if you look at unminable.com and other mining, it was actually your profitability tanked. I remember, I believe it was 2021 particularly, I was actually mining cryptocurrency as my primary source of, of revenue at a point. And I didn't make a lot, but you know, my gaming PC is pretty damn strong. And then I had my previous version of my work computer I'm talking to you on. The one I've got now, work, the one I built, between it and the gaming, if I had the level of difficulty available that was there in 2021, I'd probably easily be able to make, you know, between six and ten bucks a day, which ain't that's not slouch cash. I mean, when you think about the fact that yes, there's an electric bill and all these other things, but in my case, the electric charges were still being applied because my computers, they stay on all the time. So I wouldn't have realized a significant jump in the amount kilowatts per hour. So I just said, okay, fine, I'll let you mine and, and take that money. And I used it and it helped. It helped in a really tough spot for me. So when they saw that the Bitcoin difficulty had gone down, that did cause a little bit of a run on mining hardware, you know, ASIC machines mostly, because you're not going to be able to mine Bitcoin very easily with a graphics card. I mean, you can do it, but it'll put you in the red. But an ASIC machine can easily pull it off. If you got $3,000 and you can toss one in there and you don't mind the energy bill skyrocketing. So I think the estimate was about, what, $10 a day. So if you don't mind the jump, significant jump in your energy bill, and of course, some, some of these states, their power companies will come after you depending on the kind of device that you're running because they know that you're mining just by the sine waves. So it's up to you if that's something you want to look into. I'm sharing it because some people may be interested in that to look into it. If the difficulty is decreased, it means in theory, there's some profitability to be had, but Bitcoin specifically would require at least an ASIC machine to be able to pull it off. So I just said, no, I'm not going to do that. Now let's flip over. I've done numbers and I, I think we we're just middle. We're holding. There's nothing wrong with holding. The question is where we go from there. Predictions are that we should go up, but then how strong? And will it maintain? Will it sustain? The other pieces, some of these other ones that had a little bit of jump up, they didn't go where they were supposed to, like XRP. And so people are wondering, and they were predicting that it should go up, but the truth is it's likely going to go back down again before it goes up again. I think it'll go up, not in the short term, is my point here. Now, I want to switch and talk a little bit about Binance, Binance.com. And I've not talked about Binance because, of course, they block 
legally block the United States people. I know there's some sketchy folks who fire up a VPN and have at it, do, 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 but I celebrate your right to be a gambler. That's cool. Just a couple of notes. This came from the Wall Street Journal. If you wanted to dig a little bit deeper, this is not verified. It just added to some of the frustration, I think, in sentiment. The Wall Street Journal reported that Binance is having some problems, that Binance is en route to laying off a lot of people. I can't say 100% that they will. I can't say that it's a guarantee. I can't say that there's any truth. I can't say there's any factual numbers behind it. I'm saying that this report came out and saying that a lot of their workforce is en route to being laid off. Now, Binance has been subject to multiple of rumors over time about the stability of its staff and liquidity available on hand. I'm not talking crypto liquidity. I'm talking, you know, working assets to pay people salaries that they were running insolvent, that they were not able to pay people salaries. And as a result, they were at risk of cutting people and possibly shutting down. I don't think Binance is going to shut down. I do think there's going to be a shift in some of these exchanges as cryptocurrency continues to struggle. Separately from this, BlackRock, who's one of those big wigs who loves ESG and who tells you that you got to maintain people's feelings in the workplace and you have to do sensitivity training and you have to do unconscious bias training and all the other crap that they impose upon your employer. BlackRock's been chatting. They've been running their, I don't want to use the word that Jim Cornette uses, but their prick liquor very recently about cryptocurrency advocating for people to get into cryptocurrency. Here's where it got a little bit sketchy. It used to be that BlackRock was not as vocal around cryptocurrency. They were really more on the fiat side. Recently, the CEO, his name's Larry Fink, he comes out and he's talking about, no, cryptocurrency is something you should get into. Bitcoin solves the problems we got with fiat. This is the future. This is where you should go. And he even went so far as to say, it's a waste of time to deal with physical gold. It's a waste of time to focus on fiat. Rather, this cryptocurrency and digital assets is the future, and this is what you should do. Now, mind you, this is a this is a guy, and I'll target him directly. This is a guy who his whole business model is negatively influencing companies to adopt things that turn people off, and as a result, shut down viable businesses, cause people to get laid off, ultimately disrupt our country. And I'm talking the United States. I'm not talking worldwide. That's what his company does. That's what he's been doing. Anybody that tells you that not to transact in physical gold, obviously you're not going to do it on a routine basis. But there isn't a better store of value. I'm talking the preservation of value than physical assets, period, whatever they are. Now, you obviously want to make sure it's not a depreciating asset. Sure, like I would never advocate somebody buy a bunch of vehicles to try to preserve assets because, of course, vehicles depreciate the moment you drive them off the lot to the degree of 20, 30%. But physical gold, physical gold holds its value very well. The reason for this is when the United States decoupled gold from the United States dollar, gold was able to persist its value much better. It actually strengthened during the pandemic and during other recession periods. The reason is because the people know that it's a strong store of value. It's very difficult to get your hands on it, even in small quantities. You have to pretty much order it overseas in some places. So what they said was, okay, this is a place I can put money to insulate it from what's happening to, you know, with inflation, what's happening with the Bidenomics, Biden administration, what's happening during the pandemic, what's happening with all these businesses that are shutting down, banks that are locking assets, and so on. 
gold became the place to go. And people were literally stockpiling because they wanted to have a way to insulate it. So I find it ironic that all of a sudden, this guy's coming out telling you that that's not the right answer. If you can't read the, between the lines, I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. It's a clandestine attempt to get people to adopt something that they can influence because obviously the black rocks of the world are influencing cryptocurrency to a significant degree. They're using their vast amount of wealth to influence the price of cryptocurrency and arguably keep it suppressed. Now, they control it to the other side as well. Without them, it's not going to go on a run deep, deep, deep. It's not going to go to 60 grand or 70 grand or six figures without the black rocks of the world. You've got to have significant buy-in. Many of them don't buy in right now. They're actually trying to keep the price down. They want the price to be lower because they want to get it at a steep discount, which may then trigger another run-up. If you look at the graph pattern of Bitcoin over time and span back a couple of years and you'll see what I'm saying, it goes in a wave. It goes up and it goes down and it goes up and it goes down en route to moving in an upward direction, which is why people believe that Bitcoin is supposed to go higher because that's been its pattern. We can see trends and see historically that has been what it does. That's triggered and largely buoyed, right, by the large organizations that have a lot of money who are buying in, but they buy in on the discount, not on the high. The, the FOMO crowd is who buys in when it's going up, as they normally do. These guys are smart. They know what they're doing. I guarantee you they're stacking bags as we speak. So you might be asking yourself, if they're stacking bags and we know they're doing this business and BlackRock's trying to influence it, how is it possible that it's holding state? I'll tell you why. Number one, like I said, they're stacking bags. But number two, the FOMO crowd is buying in. Number three, there are wallets out there. In some cases, you'll see this on the news every now and then. Okay, this person over here had a crap ton of Bitcoin and they dumped the wallet somewhere and they completely forgot about it or lost the key and it was, quote, sleeping for a period of time. That holds its floor. That helps buoy the price and keep it from going too far down. You might then be asking yourself, we just had a run earlier where the damn thing went down to the tens. How is it possible then, what you're saying is true, if it was able to go that low? I think it was able to go that low because of two factors. One, government, United States government, dumping Bitcoin that they have seized through illegal activity and enforcement. Two, these big players, they know when to sell out to maximize their profit. And in some cases, three, I'll add this on, you might have some companies who got freaked out. They got freaked out and they just dumped assets that were on the books or maybe a company shut down or something else. Point is, you're not going to see significant movement outside of people doing massive sales and dumps of those kinds. The other piece on this, as I wrap up, the altcoins, the mean coins, all these other, you know, the garbage ones and the not so garbage ones alike, they caught people's eyes temporarily. Do you know why they caught people's eyes this time? They caught people's eyes this time because of the price. Price and FOMO. You see a price that's, again, gives you millions and millions and billions and billions and trillions and trillions of a thing for a very low price. And the perspective, your, your brain is influenced to believe that you're getting a good deal. The problem is it may or may not be a good deal because it may or may not go anywhere. And so the people that know, that's why they call it make a play. If you hear that on influencers, because what you're doing is you're essentially gambling. Let's be honest, that's what it is. If you see a token that just launched, you know there's an opportunity and there's risk, but there's an opportunity. Say you dump 10,000 bucks in it 
most of them are going to go 10x minimum. So if that's true and you toss 10 grand in there and you make 90 grand of profit, how can that be wrong? The key is, is it a legitimate project? You know, it could be one where the liquidity is locked or there's a blacklist function or something where you can't sell or some other, you know, gimmick that prevents you from taking that profit. This is what happened on many of these different projects that I've covered over time where the developers just straight up ripped you off, even though it was supposed to be a legitimate project, they ended up ripping you off. It happens. It's actually more common than you might think that it is. So I'm not telling you not to get into the projects. I'm telling you to be careful if you do get into the projects. If you're going to stick with the main ones, there's nothing wrong with that. Just understand that they are heavily influenced by factors outside of your control, and that's not going to change. So what do you do? I can't tell you. I can tell you we still think the cryptocurrency is going to recover. All I've said and all I maintain is it's not going to be the same recovery that people might have expected and certainly not the strong run-up that people might have theorized was going to happen. Now, if, and this is a strong if, if we get people in government who actually are greedy just like you, it's possible that we can see some regulatory lightening up. I don't think Ron DeSantis is that person, I'll be honest. So however you choose to vote is up to you. I don't think Ron DeSantis is that person. I don't think he, I don't think he embraces crypto. I think he tolerates it, no problem. RFK, I think he's one that he's doing it because he he's pandering. He, he do, he's doing it because he knows it's the popular thing to talk about. He's doing it, but he's, I don't, I know he said he bought Bitcoin for his kids. That's cool. That doesn't mean you support it. That doesn't mean you can, and even let's say you do get somebody in there that does support it. You still have three branches of government. So that person can't go rogue and just do whatever the F they want to do. The best you can maybe do is get Gary Gensler the hell out of there, get Jared, Janet Yellen out of there if you can, you know, get some of these old mainstays out of the way and bring in people that are a little bit more forward thinking, but you got to think about the downside of that alternative, which is you might have some of these young folks who embrace something like that world coin crap and they start saying, yep, everybody should just scan their iris, doop, doop, doop. Like anybody who's been to the airport recently, you know, you'll be and you'll see clear. Clear is basically the same thing. It's doing an iris scan. It's creating an identity profile. And that's supposed to expedite your ability to get on the damn plane. It kind of sort of does, but you still have to do something like Nexus if you really want the goods, the real goods. So you're going to see if somebody young gets in there, they'll say, okay, we'll just use this clear. And instead of clear itself, we'll take the technology from this world deal, world ID, and we'll toss it in there. And that'll be our ID replacement. And we'll go all in on this. And yeah, you'll get this coin. But by the way, it's a government CBDC and da 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 Tinfoil them all you care to. I'm saying it, you can't really, we can't really win. Either we keep the old guard who doesn't want any sort of advancement or we get young people who want to go too far. There's no longer the conservative middle that says we need to do something, just not go all YOLO into the damn thing. We need to do something in the middle. We do need to adapt our systems. We do need to do better identity. We do need to embrace cryptocurrency. We do need to get the banks up to speed and force them to use newer technologies. We do need to change the laws so they can't lock your funds out. And if they do, you can sue them and they can't appeal. Like, we do need to fix it, but we're not going to go YOLO into this unproven technology that's violating people's rights. You know, you're Janet Yellen, you're the heck out of here. Gary Gensler, you're out of here. Fauci, we're going after your ass. Like, we need some conservative voice in the middle 
that's going to do something, just not everything. And that's hard. But until we get that, something that doesn't trample on people's rights and something that's not going to freak people out, I think you're going to see a little bit more of this middling continue for the foreseeable future at the very least. Because I think people really want conservatism, not YOLO, not extremism, not liberal. I think they want conservative. I think they want to do something, just not everything yet until we're ready. The last point I'll make as I close is around EVs and EV charging. And a lot of these blockchain things, they've talked about getting involved with EV charging to help support what they're trying to do there. We have grid issues in the United States. Those are not going to go away and they're not getting any better, especially with the heat waves that are happening all over the place. And you got the energy company essentially threatening customers saying, you know, you need to conserve and do this. I'm sorry, but it's hot. And trust me, too much heat can have a detrimental impact on the human body. So now that they see that there's all this disruption with the energy grid, but yet there's this force to EV that's, that doesn't make any damn sense. I just saw some of these car manufacturers, they're actually going to stop making sedans in the United States. They still make them overseas, but they won't make the United States allegedly because Americans only want SUVs, which I think is a joke because, of course, SUVs are almost always twice the price of the comparable sedan. And if you have a kid who's just fresh out of high school and you want to get him a car, you're not going to get him an SUV. You'd get him a Honda Civic or Hyundai something, a little, little small something. Without those little small somethings, everything dies. Nobody's saying you should only have small somethings. Like Nissan just sent me an email talking about they're going to do the Nissan Leaf in 2024. A joke. You're getting rid of good cars like the damn Maxima, like the damn Altima, your Altima Hybrid. You're getting rid of those good ones, the good sedans, and you're just favoring it's either a tiny piece of crap or an overpriced, oversized SUV or a truck. That's your only choices out here. How does this tie to cryptocurrency? Because people can't afford the damn things. Okay, so if they can't afford these damn vehicles, what's going to happen? They're going to get desperate. They're going to gamble on cryptocurrency. They're going to lose. When they lose, it's going to put them in a tough spot. Puts them in a tough spot. They can't keep up the payments. They fall into debt. And we lose that money in the market cap. It all ties together. And this is what I'm trying to. And then, of course, the you're not going to get your student loans waived. It all ties together. And I don't know that people really understand the decisions being forced by the current administration in particular they're going to have a detrimental impact on cryptocurrency too because all they're doing is shifting towards things that are more expensive. You talk about phones, they're more expensive. Tablets are more expensive. Physical devices that you can buy like TVs, they went down in price, but everybody has one. So then there's no, you know, it's already at a point of saturation. But then the services in order to make that TV do something go up in price. Your electric bill is going up in price. Your cable is going up in price. Your internet's going up in price. It's all a joke. It's all a scam. And that will affect cryptocurrencies adoption because people don't have significant discretionary income because they're too busy trying to keep up with the Joneses, much less the regular bills on a routine basis. That is going to cause more of this middling and less of the run-ups. How will it change? When will it change? Will it change? I don't know. I honestly wish I had a better answer for you. I'm just letting you know. It's all tied together, which is why you've heard me consistently say at CryptoTalkRadio.net that I don't see a bull because there's too much that affects the ability for it to go on that run. I feel it myself and I make a crap ton of cash. And even I see, okay, geez, if I were making a basic income, I can't imagine having anything to do with cryptocurrency because it's just, it's a joke with everything that's going around. So we'll have to see what 2024 reveals. We'll have to see who is able to disrupt 
what's happening if it's not too late, and hopefully it's not. It might be. I don't think Elon's the answer. I know some do. I don't think he's the answer. I think that you've got to have a smart, conservative voice. You've got to have somebody that says, no, we need hybrid vehicles, not just rely on charging. It needs to support gas. We need to minimize fossil fuels, but we need to still support that because our grid can't handle straight plugins all over the board, and there's not enough plugins in any case. We need to figure out how to get utility costs down. We need to make cell phones an essential service that people don't have to pay for. And we need to re-embrace regular, quote, dumb phones and not force smartphones. We need to tell these companies you can't force people to use your app. You need to have a website. You need to make it available for computer users. We need to do accessibility back and figure out how to decrease the cost of vehicles. That means you need to embrace sedans. That means you need to embrace sedans that are gas vehicles. Doing all these things and getting the price of things down will help free up money that hopefully will entice more money to flow into cryptocurrency over the next two or three years. I don't know of any other way to do it because until you free up that money and it ain't going to come from higher salaries, until you free up the money people are having to spend on other things, we're not going to get out of this lull of $1.21 trillion in overall market cap. And until that lull gets broken and we get more money in, you're not going to see significant amounts of profit, certainly not the run-up we saw in 2021. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.